0: Welcome back to Radical Hope Radio. I'm Lucy, a member of the Radical Hope team. Radical Hope was founded in 2018 by Pam and Phil Martin after they tragically lost their son, Chris, to suicide. We are committed to building resilience in in young lives. We work with proven organizations that deliver on that mission by helping young people connect, engage, feel empowered, and improve their overall mental wellness. Today we are talking to Paris Brinkevich, I uh, hope I said that right, uh, the creator and host of the Crooked Illness podcast, a podcast where she discusses everything health related um, all the way till mental health and shares advice and experiences from herself and her guests. So Paris, welcome to the show. Lucy, thank you
1: so much. I'm so, so happy to be here. And you did get my name right. You killed it. Usually people do not know how to pronounce it. It is a very tricky name. But you guys, I am so glad to be here and so happy to be here and just super excited to dive into this conversation and share my story with you guys. And just, yeah, let's do it.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what we're here to do is just hear other stories and different perspectives um, from everyone in all areas of the mental health field. Um, and when I came across your podcast, you know, I was looking mental health podcasts, and I found it on Spotify um, and I listened to the first like few episodes that you posted a while back. And I think I just really resonated with the way you were having guests on and different perspectives and just new ways to kind of think about mental health. And I think that's what we're trying to do here is just kind of find new ways to think about all this stuff. Um, So I think just to start, um, if you want to talk a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you live now, um, if you do anything for work other than the podcast, if you want to talk a little bit about that.
1: Yes, I would love that. So yeah, you guys, so just like Lucy said, that's pretty a great pretty pretty much a great introduction to what I do. So I launched Crooked Illness the podcast in January of 2020, so end of January, and the reason I decided to do that is because I really wanted to share my story and also create a place and a platform for other people and all my incredible guests to come on, share their stories with me, share resources, share their businesses related to mental health and mindset, and just really to bring more of these conversations to the table to make the topic of mental health, mental illness, struggles with mental health and how that role of mindset plays in, making it more normalized and less stigmatized. And that is what I love doing more than anything is bringing those conversations to the table. So I decided to do that. And it was actually really, really scary in the beginning. And it was really scary because I was not at all familiar with Anything podcasting wise, or and I still kind of had that fear of what would happen if I put myself out there like that, you know, because you're being very vulnerable, you're talking about things that have happened to you, have affected you, have caused you to be the person you are. So it is a pretty big deal to do that. But I what I found through being vulnerable and sharing my story is I've been able to connect with so many incredible individuals who just have brought so much value, not only to my life, but the lives of all my listeners and everybody else out there. So I just, I really love doing this. And, you know, I love it so much that I even decided to publish my very first book, which is actually, it's it's called Crooked Illness as well. And this is something that I've been working on even before the podcast. Like I've always, you know, had this you know as like a side project like one day you know maybe one day I'll publish this or you know one day I'll finish writing my story but I finally did it I did it it is done and I am you know doing some research right now and getting it published and out there and into the world because what I re- have really found is that everybody has a story everybody has you know something they can say whether that be they write it, they say it, or however they want to communicate that, but everybody has something of value that they can add and add to the lives of others. So I'm super excited, you know, to get that published this year and just to continue meeting more people and making amazing connections through the podcast and, you know, just doing these interviews and everything like that. So I am just really fired up about it all.
0: That sounds awesome. Um, When I saw that you had written a book, I thought that was so cool. Um, And it just sounds amazing. Like the podcast and the book all together really sounds so awesome. And you're right. The importance of storytelling with mental health is something that I feel like is sort of like a newer um, realm of mental health is kind of getting people out there and saying like, okay, this is my personal experience and whether or not it's something that directly relates to someone else it's hearing those stories and hearing those other struggles even if it's something you don't directly relate to makes you feel like so much less alone than you may yeah Yeah, before that even um yeah incredible yeah. yeah so how did you get involved with mental health specifically have you kind of like always been interested in it or is this more kind of newer for you
1: Yes. I love that question. So how I got involved with it is it actually stems back to my story along with, you know, what I was really working on in school. So I've always, I've always loved psychology. Like ever since I was, you know, middle school, high school, all of it had such a passion and love for it. But, you know, really what I decided to do was, you know, coming out of college at um, 23, came out of college. And what I decided to do was I accepted my first job. And it was actually at the very same clinic where I was a patient at myself when I was 19 years old. So it was pretty wild for me. And it was almost like something... That I thought would never happen because, you know, being, you know, when I was 19 years old, just a little bit of a backstory. So at 19 years old, you guys, I was hospitalized, diagnosed with bipolar one disorder and just struggling so badly from inside the walls of that hospital. So that was that time in my life. But then, you know, graduating from college, you know, being 23, you know, going back to work at the same place I was a patient really just opened my eyes to something that I really didn't learn about before, which was the stigma. The stigma tied to mental health and the stigma that I was still carrying around inside of myself. And it, it was something that I really Saw and started to notice more and and gain more awareness of. And through working with people who have also struggled in similar ways to myself, and, you know, doing all that I can to kind of add value and be of service to them and kind of help just restore hope in. Those who feel like they've lost it is something that I really, really loved. So, doing that has allowed me to kind of, you know, see things from both lenses. So, I call it the patient view and then the employee view. So, I kind of have seen things from both angles, you know, when it comes to the world of mental health. So, being someone who has really, really struggled very badly, been, you know, by diagnosed bipolar been hospitalized you know tried you know therapy counseling all kinds of medications all these things but then transitioning over into working in the field and then going back to school and getting my MBA in healthcare administration to kind of understand more of the business side of how things work and you know the systems the practices the patient care all of that stuff i just really really wanted to continue to learn more and continue to grow more so i could be able to do more for people and you know and make a bigger impact for people and do the things that i'm trying to work toward and you know it's it's just been a really a fun journey but Um, has definitely, you know, I've definitely had a lot of challenges along the way. I've definitely had a lot of days along the way where I have felt, you know, just very down, very hopeless, very, you know, not good at all. And what I did to kind of move out of that black hole mentality is I actually started another community. So it is, um, it's a free, 28-day gratitude journal that I created because practicing gratitude um, was something that has been huge for me, huge, like just have has made a huge transformation in how I start and end all of my days. By starting my day, you know, going to the journal and writing out three things I'm grateful for, you know, why today is going to be a great day, like getting ourselves in such a good headspace, and then also ending your day like that. So coming back and reflecting and saying, you know, this was the happiest highlight of my day and writing a love note to yourself, you know, doing these things. So I started that community um, and released that free gratitude journal. And it's available for anyone who would like a copy. It is free to download. You guys can print it out, fill it out online. I have it on my Instagram page, which is is at Crooked Illness in the link in my bio and then there's also a free Facebook community as well where I post daily pictures, questions, quotes just to kind of you know get people just keep them in that in a good headspace you know start keep like start our days right end our days right you know have this awesome community and it's just been so much fun. So I love it. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. That's so awesome. I think, especially nowadays, I think it's really important to kind of keep that sense of positivity. I know that we try really hard to kind of like inject that, especially on our social media, just like little posts just to get people to remember self-love, to remember to keep going today, to practice that gratitude. And I think it's really easy sometimes to kind of get caught up in all of the news surrounding mental health and how much people are struggling and kind of that. I guess you could call it an epidemic, the mental health epidemic. And, um, it is, you know, it is important to stay up on the news of all that, of course, um, just to make sure, you know, kind of what's going on out there with people. Um, but I think the positivity aspect, and like you said, giving gratitude is so important as well for your mental health and just making sure you remember those little tidbits of happiness or hopefulness in your day can be so important. I think that's awesome.
1: Thank you so much. I it just It's made such a difference for me because I used to be the kind of person who would look at these things, right? I would look at gratitude. I would look at meditation and yoga and all these different things. And I'd be like, I would just be like, what? like, I would be like, what is practicing this really going to do? And it was because the mindset that I had back then was so laser focused on the struggle, on the problems. And I was I was doing so much more to create more problems and more chaos within my own life than spending time looking towards a solution and looking towards, you know, there are things that I can't control. Like example, for example, you know, having been, you know, diagnosed bipolar having been hospitalized, but what I can control is how I respond moving forward. So I can choose what I'm going to do tomorrow. I can choose what I'm going to do right now and just really becoming aware of that and noticing that. And And then starting to look at my life and say, what habits do I have in my life that are hurting me? You know, what am I doing that is making me feel bad, that is making me feel sad, that is making me, you know, judge myself so harshly? Like, what, what, where is that coming from? So, doing that work has really helped me just transform myself into the kind of person who is all, is so much more focused on where I want to go and the things I want to do and the things that I've already done and the accomplishments and the incredible relationships I've been able to build rather than looking at things from a lens of you know this isn't going to go well or you you know you failed at this or you're not good at this or you know you're not going to be able to ever do this with your life instead of having that mentality i started to shift my thinking towards how do i do these things how do i make this happen how do i overcome these struggles like you know thinking more like that because i feel like when we're having very when we're in in the middle of a very hard time right it's easy to think that we can't come out of it because it's, it can be very, very overwhelming. You can get very, very stressed out, you know, what, depending on whatever it is. And it's, it's important to remember to have grace for ourselves and to practice self-compassion and to, you know, when we have those days and those days are going to come again, but to be able to know that this isn't where we have to stay. You know, we're able to come out of this. We're able to move forward. We're able to do so many different things to, you know, work on ourselves and, you know, shift our mindset and change our environments, change our habits, and just really feel better. Because at the end of the day, it's all about you know how we feel and how we treat ourselves and how we treat others around us and how we you know how we show up in the world. So, you know, trying to make that transition, it's it's not always an easy one, but it is such an important one and it is it's so incredible once we're able to to do that and able to get into doing that work is it's just amazing.
0: Yeah, I think you're totally right. I think sometimes it's a lot easier sometimes to take that negative road and to kind of sit in that negativity or sit in that bad feeling because it can sometimes be sort of validating and it's harder to look for solutions, which gets to the whole idea that it's hard for people to reach out for help. It's hard to talk to your friends or your parents or counselors. It's hard to kind of say the words like, I need help. I'm in a bad place um, because I think it can, That's you know that's the hard work. the The hard work is getting out of that and finding solutions for yourself. Um, So I think it's really important to continue to kind of inspire people that you know, yeah, of course that's hard work, but this is what can come out of it. This is how you can live your life moving forward. And, you know, remembering that it doesn't have to be that kind of idea of like toxic positivity. You don't have to be happy every single day. You don't have to be grateful for every single thing that happened that day. You can have days where you're kind of saying like, oh, that didn't go as planned. I didn't have a great day. I didn't feel like working out. I I ate a box of mac and cheese or whatever it is. You know, it can be a range of different things, but... Um, just kind of like remembering, like you said, you're going to have ups and downs, but in the long run, it's going to be so much easier and happier if you kind of get yourself out of that space and ask for help.
1: Yes. I love that message so much. So, so much because, you know, that is exactly where I was. And I still, I still have those days, you guys, and everyone, everyone does, because I really like how you bring up that point of the toxic positivity and like knowing that, you know, every day we don't have to go into it. Like we're going to be happy today. It's everything's going to be great. Awesome. Amazing. You know, of course, we're still going to have those moments where we're not feeling that we're not in that space. You know, we're, we're going through things, we're changing, we're trying to grow, we're trying to shift. It's going to be tricky, but to remember that ultimately we have more control than we think we do. And we are able to make those changes is huge. And it's major because it's so, I think it's, one of the first steps to being able to actually work toward those things is knowing that we can instead of thinking that we can't because that is something I struggled with for so long is just thinking that I can't move forward. I can't share my story. I can't ask for help. I can't do these things. I need to continue living with this facade that everything is fine. I'm doing good. Everything is great because I don't want to worry people. I don't want to seem, you know, unstable I don't want to seem crazy I don't want to seem you know like too much to be around I don't want to and it was just this narrative that I created in my head you know I was the one who would tell myself these things right I would say you know if anyone ever found out that I was hospitalized or diagnosed bipolar or on different med, this medication or going to therapy then they're gonna they're gonna think you know something's wrong they're gonna think I shouldn't be you know talking to this person I shouldn't be this Hanging out with them. I just thought all of, I just thought the worst. I thought the worst because every conversation I ever have been a part of, you know, when I was younger, just growing up, or any movie scenes or like scenes on TV I ever saw, like depicting mental health or mental illness, were not good. They weren't really like positive. So it, that's kind of what kept me in that place and really what let the stigma take control of my life because I didn't think there was a way to talk about this in a good way. And I didn't think there was a way to come out of it. I basically saw, you know, my experience is almost like a death sentence. And it basically was like me taking an ax to my future when I didn't have to do that because, you know, I, I'm i able to create my own future. I'm able to change these things. And once we kind of start to see this and believe this and do this, it just becomes so much better because, you know, we're all in this together. You know, whether or not we have, you know, a diagnosis or, you know, we've all struggled on the same levels, you know, we all have days where we just aren't feeling good. You know, we all have days when we're hard on ourselves, we're feeling down, we're not feeling motivated, we're feeling stressed out, overworked, overwhelmed, under like not appreciated. We're gonna have that, but just to know that it's normal, like everyone is. Had those feelings. Everyone has had those moments, but letting it be something that's more normal and letting it be something that's more able to be talked about, I think, is where the power is because that really is going to start to enable people to say, wow, you know, if these people can come out and have these conversations and like share their stories, maybe I can share mine too. Maybe I can, you know, ask for help. Maybe I can, you know, do something about what I'm dealing with instead of feeling so alone.
0: Yeah, I think that's so true. And I think, I mean, you've talked a lot about stigma and, you know, we can even talk about this in terms of the last year um, with COVID and stuff. Um, but I'd love to know your thoughts on if you think that the society as a whole and the mental health industry has kind of made strides in um, breaking down that stigma. Do you think there's still sort of a long way to go? Like, I'd love to know kind of where you sit on the whole stigma aspect now.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question. I I think I think that there has been a lot of work that's been put into this, and I think, you know, as far as I can say, just from personally my story right now, you know, I'm 25 right now, but I really, really, really started struggling at 15. So that's been a decade, so 15 to 25, and I can tell you right now, like looking back to when I was 15, like I thought there was like no way in it like no way in hell I could ever talk about the thoughts in my head the struggles like everything that I was facing and like all this unresolved trauma I did I thought there was no way. I'm like I need to like just keep this to myself. I just need to try to move forward, but now sitting here now I feel like a lot more people, you know, you see it on social media, you see, you know, people are coming forward and saying, "Hey, you know, Here's my story. You know, I've I've struggled with depression. I've struggled with anxiety. I've, you know, felt like this on certain days. I've and, and I've had this happen to me. And this is what I did to overcome it. I think it's becoming more normalized, but I still think we do. I I still think there's always going to be more work that needs to go into this because, you know, what I really want to continue to work towards is just having a world. Where there is no stigma at all, like surrounding mental health. Like, because if we sit here right now and we just think, you know, what would the world be like if talking about mental health, mental illness, whether or not it's us personally or our friends, family members, whoever, what if those conversations were so normal to the point where it's like talking about the weather, where it's like you, when you get into an elevator, you know, with a stranger you don't know and you guys say hi, you know, it's a nice day out like just like that How, what would the world look like if there wasn't a stigma and i i started to sit here and think about this and i was like wow you know possibly if there wasn't a stigma you know more people would feel comfortable you know talking and 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 sharing their stuff sharing their stories getting help and then i think you know that would really lead to you know, a decrease in people going in and out of hospitals, right? Like in and out of hospitalizations, in and out of jails, in and out of prisons, you know, there would be less like, you know, domestic violence, like fighting in relationships, you know, all of these things that we see, you know, when we turn on the news and we see, you know, that there's been a shooting or a killing or a kidnapping or all of these things, you know, really makes me think, you know, a lot of this stuff has got to be tied somehow to some kind of struggles with mental health, some kind of something going on internally in these people who are dealing with these things. And what if there wasn't a stigma? Like, what what would that do? And it's a crazy idea. And I think it's really something that You know, I'm never going to stop working towards and I'm going to continue kind of doing all that I can and everything to continue having more of these conversations to bringing more of these conversations to the table, my podcast and just whatever I can to really, you know, make this more normalized because the ultimate goal here is just to make people more comfortable to make people feel like they aren't alone. Like this is, you know, we're all together We're it's a community, right? We all have had these feelings, these experiences, and just letting people know that there are so many resources out there. there There's so many things that, you know, we can do and you can do alone or we can do together to really like make this better. So yeah, that's, I think it's moving in a better direction for sure. For sure.
0: Yeah, I think I agree with you. I definitely think in the last 10 years, um, I mean, there's been incredible strides made um, and just everyone becoming more comfortable recognizing mental illness, mental health, all of that as actual clinical health problems. Um, But I do agree, I think there's always room to grow. I think. The last year has kind of pushed people to really grow because we've seen so many people, um, businesses, organizations, kind of brands, everyone kind of talking about the struggle with mental health, specifically in in the context of COVID and everything, and everyone being home. Um, but I think you know when you really get down to it, so many people are comfortable with talking generally about anxiety or depression or struggling with really bad feelings. But I think there is still a long way to go when talking about specifically being on medication or going to an inpatient facility or going to therapy. There are still more concrete ways um, to kind of move the conversation forward even more. But I have no doubt that we'll get there, especially with, you know, Michelle Obama today even released a bunch of statements about how she struggled with mental health during COVID. So it's things like that that will continue to put mental health and the conversation in the mainstream, which I think can only be a benefit to the community and everyone who struggles. Yes.
1: Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, I couldn't agree more with that. And I, I just love that because I think, you know, what you said right there is so powerful because especially, you know, of course, you know, when bringing up moments, you know, of, of you know, being on medications or, you know, having been hospitalized and things like that, I feel like is more, you know, of course, because I, I still feel like that way sometimes too. Like, It's difficult to get into those conversations and bring that up. And I feel like I always like to, I always like to do that when I know that saying that will help the person who is listening to that, you know, help the person who's hearing that. So I love doing that, but it's definitely, I still feel like pretty, it's pretty difficult and pretty challenging to get into, especially if you feel like it, you know you'll be judged for that or you'll be you know uh, criticized for that or shame for that or it's just not going to be a good thing by getting into that conversation so i think just by letting people know and reassuring people that you know there are going to be so many more moments where we're going to have these days these moments where we're not doing well. We're not at our best and that is fine. That is totally totally okay. And you know, th- there are ways to get out of this, to grow from this, to overcome this and just to focus more on that and and to kind of make these more conversations more fun, right? Like let, let's make this topic, you know, more fun to get into rather than, you know, something that is something that we don't really want to talk about, but we feel like we should because we kind of want to understand more what of what people who, you know, have different you know diagnoses diagnoses might be going through, um, making it more enjoyable, making it more comfortable, making it more f- like fun to get into rather than something that, um, you know, we have the, we get into these talks and people just want to like shift the conversation or like you know let's talk about something else because it's it it doesn't feel good for everyone who's participating in that. So I think yeah, I mean I definitely think it's moving in the right direction and especially during covid, you know, like I've had a lot of conversations with people who, you know, share with me like just just ha- the incredible amount of stress and just overwhelm and challenges especially with being a lot more isolated, right? And I'll, and there's a lot of people who, you know, don't have you know, the support systems around them that other people have, you know, maybe they don't have friends or family members or significant others or or pets or anything that they live with. Maybe they live alone. Maybe, you know, their only source of contact, you know, pre-COVID was, you know, go- going out and, you know, being in, being in their office or being around people they work with. And now that they, you know, maybe haven't gotten to do that, you know, now what's, what does that look like for that person? You know, what does everyday life look like and how has that shifted and how has that changed changed for you and how has that affected you like mentally? Like what has that done to how you feel and how you view yourself and how you view your potential and how you view your relationships? You know, it's a great conversation to have because it's, it's a real one. And that's really what I love about these talks is it's so, it's real, it's raw, it's vulnerable. It's not always, you know, the most the prettiest thing to get into, but it's, it's something that helps people, you know, by having these talks is, you know, you never know who might be listening to this right now, who's sitting here listening and going, wow, you know, I, I never thought about this this way, or, you know, I never, you know, considered this resource or I never, or I never thought I could, you know, come out of this place. And now, you know, these people are having this conversation. I feel more hopeful, you know, I feel better. I feel, excited. You know, just restoring that in people and giving that to people is such a beautiful gift because you know, I know what it was like to feel like I I would never have that. So, I I just never want to see people in that position. I never want to see people in that position because you know, it's life is so much more. There's so much more to it than the things that we are uh dealing with or the things that are really 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 difficult right now because you know that's that's just the message i really love to get out there and yeah so let's just let's just keep spreading it and just keep encouraging people and keep you know having these conversations and just making making it better for everyone out there
0: yeah i think that message of hope and connectivity and empowerment is so important. I mean, we focus on that a lot, especially with our um, college wellness experience and just kind of trying to make the conversation not all the time so heavy. And so, you know, sometimes people go into conversations with their friends, like kind of dreading it. Like, what if they say something? How do I respond? And kind of trying to move into that. Like, no, conversations about mental health can be really hopeful. They can be really empowering and inspiring and they can allow you to kind of, of connect with people on a deeper level. And at the end of the day, connection and our friends and our family and the people we relate to is kind of like what brings us all of those feelings of joy and hope and all of that. And so I think that point is really important and just kind of like making it, you know, we can make mental health fun. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't always have to be so, you know, down in the dumps and you can try to really put that positive spin on it.
1: Yes, yes, you can. I love that so much and I love how you bring up the point um of the things that you're doing on working on right now within the college because I actually did an episode. Um it was called post college depression and it was one of my earlier ones that I did myself cuz usually now like all my stuff is with guests cuz I just love those conversations, but I did that episode post college depression because that is something I really struggled with, you know, coming out of college, right? And just, you know, because you know for at least in my my case right you know i went to school and you know i loved it i loved what i was learning i loved you know the like the people i was around i loved you know the campus everything but i really struggled with you know what am i going to do and just feeling like very lost very confused and it really took a toll on my mental health because i kept thinking like you know oh my gosh like you know what what if i can't find a job or what if what if no what if i find it and you know i don't like it or what if you know like i just kept c- coming up with all these what if scenarios that were tied to not doing well and not being happy and i kept focusing so much on that and you know, it's just, it made it really, really difficult for me because, you know, I feel like I've, I talked to so many people too, like who are in college right now and who just graduated, just coming out of it. And they'll tell me a lot of the similar things, you know, of like struggling and it doesn't matter like who you are. Right. I've I've talked to people who are, you know, like valedictorian, like top of their class, like, like doing so amazing and just like killing it. But it's still like feeling like terrible and feeling like a failure and feeling like they're never going to, you know, do what is, you know, the pressure that's put on them or all these different things. And, you know, just letting people know once again that this is a normal thing. You know, it's normal to, you know, not always have everything like figured out and to know exactly like what I'm gonna do. And even if you do know, that's a great, that's amazing. But if it doesn't work out, that's okay too, you know, because that's what life's about. You know, we 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 have these plans, we have these moments that we'll go through. Like, you know, like you'll be in college, you'll graduate. And, you know, then from there, you'll see what you want to do and you'll try different things. You'll have different opportunities and you'll learn from it. And, you know, I think that's always the most important thing is to like see these things as rather than obstacles that are in the way and like preventing us from moving forward. they are opportunities that are, are allowing us to learn and grow. Right. So even if you have something that, you know, like you graduate from school and like you get this job that you really love, but then you, you start to not, you're not happy there you don't like it you don't enjoy it you know you want to leave you're you're just dreading going into work you don't like it you know seeing that as something that taught you something and trying so hard to like focus on that like what lesson did i learn from this like yes this is a you know like a shitty experience right now i'm not happy i'm not enjoying it but did i learn something did this did this add value to me somehow did this like change me in some way and i feel like when we are able to do that we're able to be more successful in just every area of our life because we're able to look at things differently rather than spending so much time um, worrying about, you know, what's next for me or like, what am I going to do? Or, you know, also like comparing yourself to everyone around you, right? And being like, wow, you know, like everyone I graduated with, like they're doing all these things and I feel like I'm not doing anything or i don't have you know any interviews or any like jobs lined up and all these people are doing all these things and i think you know it's just important to remember like focus on on you what you love what you enjoy and you know make those connections you know go out there into the world and meet new people have more conversations you know share your story and you know do these things and it'll it'll really help guide you into into the place that you are going to be the most happiest in
0: Yeah, that's the exact sentiment we kind of had when creating this um, wellness program. And, you know, college kids and young people deserve to have um, the resources. They deserve to have people recognize that college can be a struggle and even after college can be a struggle and they deserve to have those feelings validated. And so we've been trying to sort of figure out ways, how do we give these kids the tools to thrive in college and then beyond. So everything from better sleep habits to how to connect better with people who come from a million different backgrounds, uh, better money habits and how to practice self-care and self-love. And I think just giving these kids the tools to kind of figure out how to take better care of their mental health and to realize that their feelings are validated and their struggles are validated will only, um, you know, these are the kids of the future. So we, we deserve, they deserve to have every resource and people really putting in time to make sure that they are successful in their life. And success doesn't come from just a job or money, just, you know, come from being happy and loving your life. So I think, yeah, I think all of that is, is great
1: yeah um, I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. I love what you just said right there with the fact that you just brought up that point of, you know, like the big point right there, right? is success doesn't just come from this job or like the money and all this stuff, but looking at like how do you feel? Like how do you really feel in your life right now? And if you're not, if you're not at your best, that is totally fine. And that is totally acceptable because you can work. To make that a reality, you can work to make whatever you want a reality. You know, like if you want to feel better and you know improve your health, improve you know like your financial situation, whatever it may be. There are so many steps that you can take, and so many resources, so many things that you can learn and try out to get there. And the 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 thing to note, remember, is just like on this journey, is just to have fun. You know, to have fun, and you know, to look to not look at it and to not place such a like a burden on yourself of i have to do this i i need you know to do this and you know or the kind of the mentality of like once i reach this point then i'll be happy or once i do this thing then i'll be happy or once i get you know this thing i'll be happy thinking right now no i'm happy right now i'm happy right now in this moment and just sitting there and saying you know like what makes you, you right now? What makes, what has made you, you, what has contributed to the person you are? What are the relationships you have? What have you already accomplished in your life? Like looking at the stuff and just really like you guys just being your own hype person, hyping yourself up saying, you know what? Like, this is what I've done. And this is where I've been. And, you know, these are the great people I have around me. And just, you will start to see it so much more and it'll be so much clearer. And then you'll start to really be able to actually successfully move forward in these things instead of being like, Oh, like, I just feel stuck or like I'm really struggling. And of course, like you're going to have those moments still. But if we can continue to like pour into ourselves rather than taking out of ourselves and just, you know, beating ourselves up and just really, really being hard on ourselves, it'll make the journey so much more fun. And like it just it'll make it so much better instead of having those days where we really, really, really are hard on ourselves because it's a pretty hard thing to learn. Because for me, it was really hard for me to kind of learn more self-love and more self-compassion because for so long, I spent so long just criticizing myself and cutting myself down and beating myself up that it wasn't easy to... Boost myself up or support my own self. so I had to learn how to do that, right? I had to you know, do the work on my mindset. I had to you know, you know get around a lot of incredible people. I had to read more books. I had to listen to more podcasts. I had to just do a lot of things and kind of make these changes to really make it a reality, and anyone can do it. you know, anyone is capable of doing this so You guys, I just—that's the message I want to like really, really let you guys know. If if you take anything away from this conversation, just take away the fact that you are capable of doing whatever it is you want to do. You are capable, and you are deserving of that. You are so deserving. So, yes,
0: (laughs) that's been such a good.
1: I love this. I
0: love this conversation. No, that was amazing. That was such good advice, and you're making me feel like all good and hopeful now. Um, So. I know. (laughs) Um, Before we close, if you have any like, if you want to give people a favorite resource, a favorite Instagram, a favorite podcast, or just any one of your favorite like tips that doesn't have to be exactly mental health related, but just something you'd like to just one final like, sentence or anything you'd like to leave the listeners with.
1: Yeah. So what I would love to leave you guys with is a really, really great resource. And this is something that um, I'm involved with myself, and it's called NAMI. So it is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. They have organizations all over the country, and what they are is they provide they have free classes, free resources for people who you know want maybe have a loved one who's struggling with a mental illness, mental health challenges. They have support groups, they have they have all kinds of things. They have so many incredible groups and a lot of the stuff they're doing right now is currently over Zoom. So it's really great and it's an awesome place for you to connect with other people who, you know, might be experiencing similar things to you or it's also just an incredible place that you could volunteer at. You know, if you guys are interested in, you know, maybe you want to get into more of the mental health space, maybe you want to like you know, learn about some volunteer opportunities. NAMI is incredible because you can kind of get in there and help with the classes. You can even be a speaker. You guys, you can even be a speaker. They have, it's in our own voices. It's it's a presentation that they put together, um, with, and I'm going to be presenting in it. I'm actually in training on Saturday, but basically what you do is you have a story and you know, whether that's a struggle you've had with your mental health and you're sharing it and letting people know the steps that you took to overcome this, to deal with it, all these things. So it's just an incredible resource. And you guys, I think are really going to enjoy it. And I really enjoy this conversation. And all, it's, it's been incredible. And you know, if you guys want to continue to um, learn more about me or connect with me, I always love hearing what you guys think of the episodes and all of it. So feel free, do not hesitate at all. You can shoot me a DM, shoot me a message. Um, you can reach me on Instagram at crooked illness, or my email is crooked gmail at gmail.com. And this has been so fun. Thank you so much, Lucy. This has been great.
0: I know. This has been such an awesome conversation. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast and kind of just sharing your story and all of your wisdom. I mean, you have so much of it. And I think people are really going to resonate with what you had to say. And um, it was really awesome. Yes. So thank Thanks so much again for joining us. Um, you guys know Radical Hope Radio is available at any time on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Alexa. Um, and for more information about Radical Hope, you can visit RadicalHopeFoundation.org and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at radicalhope_fdn. underscore um, FDN. So until next time, stay connected, stay safe, and stay hopeful. And remember, you are not alone.